Welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. Sometimes I really, really wish that I could put God's name in my Google search slot and come up with some answers. You know, like when you can't remember the name of a movie or you can't remember which state some monument is in. And all you have to do is kind of put in that name or a close facsimile of that name and you Google it and you hit search and ta-da, there's your answer. Man, I wish God worked like that. I bet he'd get a lot of hits. Let me give you an example. I broke my ankle a few years ago. First time I'd ever broken a bone. And the shocking thing is, I have really thick ankles, so it was a surprise that the thing could break. Anyway, I was lying on the landing of our stairs. Yeah, I fell down the stairs. I wish I could have broken my ankle, you know, with doing ice hockey or soccer or something. But anyway, so I was laying on the landing of our stairs and I was freaking out because the pain was bad and I couldn't find my foot. The break was so creepy that my leg was going one way and my foot was going another and it looked like the warning curve ahead sign on the highway. I called out to my husband, Daryl, and he came running to see what was going on. And then I looked at his face and I thought he was going to puke. He had that white, I think I'm going to hurl look on his face. And it confirmed to me that the situation was as bad as it looked. So Daryl ran and get the phone, called 911. I was sitting there on the landing and I was feeling a lot of pain. Plus I was just freaking out. And I was just like crying and trying to figure out what was happening. And, and all of a sudden I just said, Jesus, dear Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, help me, Jesus. And, and something unbelievable happened. That, that ankle popped back into place. And, and the pain stopped. You know, there was no pain at all. And Daryl came back from the phone call, and he looked at the ankle, and he said, What happened? And I said, I don't know. I, I think Jesus put it back. We stared at each other, and then the EMT guys showed up. And the EMT guys, Rick and Bob, hadn't seen the pre-Help Me Jesus ankle. And so they looked at it, and they just thought it was sprained. And Daryl, very calm. Daryl's very sophisticated, very calm, and very steady. And he said, no, that ankle was indeed broken because it was heading south whilst the leg was heading west. And they didn't believe us. That's fine. So Rick looked at Daryl, and he said, did you set it? And, and Daryl goes, no, it just popped back into place. And Rick goes, well, that's impossible. You would have passed out. So... We decided to take the ER gurney and get out of there and go to the ambulance. It was my on the in the ambulance. It was my first ambulance ride ever, so we went to the ER. And there were x-rays ordered and a fraction was found and an orthopedic surgeon was consulted and the next thing I know I'm in an operating room. Surgery went good and the doctor was great and doctor surgeon tells me that I'm off my foot for 8 weeks. 8 weeks of no weight, no pressure off the foot and that was a very long very tough very confusing eight weeks the surgeon asked me who set your ankle and i said well i don't know what your theology is but i keep explaining to everybody i was on the landing praying and i asked jesus to help me and he put that ankle back in place and he smiled, the surgeon. He's kinder than I was expecting him to be. And he said, well, you know, I've been in sports medicine 30 years. And 
I've seen a lot of big old rugged boy athletes pass out when an ankle was set. But if you have the faith for that, you know, I'm not going to complain about it. And his words moved around in my head for like days and weeks, and sometimes I still think about them. If you have the faith for that. Okay, so if Jesus was able to pop that sucker back in place, why didn't he just go ahead and take the millisecond needed to heal the thing? If Jesus was kind enough to take away the pain, and believe me, the pain had been horrific, and then it was gone. Why didn't he just go ahead and let me go back to normal? Because you see, I needed to walk. That was August. I had plans for September. I had plans for the entire fall. And I needed to be mobile. Because for over 25 years, I had prayed, cried, worked, and waited to enter North Korea. Uh Uh-huh. The good old hermit kingdom. See, I've been burdened for that nation since I looked across the Chinese-North Korean border in 1983. And I had asked God to allow me to one day be able to go to North Korea to live and work. 25 years I'd waited and prayed and cried and tried. And finally, with my ticket in hand, I was scheduled to fly to North Korea on September 1st. I'd been invited by the leaders of a new university there for the opening ceremony scheduled for September 7. And instead, on September 7, I was sitting in my huge brown leather lazy boy in my den with my leg elevated watching John LeCare movies. You know the old trite expression, I can't seem to get a break? Well, I got a break, just not the kind I was looking for. Because of the fall you know, mine, not not Adam's and Eve's. I didn't get to go to North Korea. Oh, and because of the fall, well, Adam's and Eve's, not mine, a lot of crappy stuff happens that I don't get. Stuff I really cannot understand. Stuff that doesn't make any sense. And so I would like to Google God. I'd like to say, what's up with that? But it's not that easy. And I guess this is where faith is supposed to come in. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And I always say, yada, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know, I have to believe that God is a good God. By faith, I have to trust what God says. Romans 8, 28, all things are working for my good according to God's purposes. Perhaps the Bible isn't a search engine, but it's definitely, you know, helpful. I mean, it's not Google, but maybe there are some answers in that book. It's not as easy to find. You got to study it, memorize it, live in it, read it. Answers like Isaiah 55, 8. My ways are not your ways, says God. And Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. And let's not forget the all-time favorite, Genesis 50, 20, when Joseph looked at his mean old brothers and said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it for good. I guess it all boils down to either God said it or he didn't. And if he said it, then as a follower of Christ, I really should believe it, right? There are good people in this world, good Christian people, who are facing much more difficult circumstances than a broken ankle. Let's be honest, this wasn't cancer. 
My ankle wasn't terminal, and it did eventually heal. I still haven't made it to North Korea, and hopefully I will make it there one day. And if not, I'll just hang out with a bunch of North Koreans in heaven, and we'll have delicious heaven-styled kimchi at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But in the meantime, though, there are good people, godly people, and yes, some really nice folks that have a good profession of faith in Christ Jesus. And they're doing their level best to follow Jesus. And yet, they get a landfill full of garbage dumped on them. Life can be very unfair, and sometimes it's even cruel. And I have to ask, God, where are you in all this mess? Where are your promises? Where is your love in this hellhole? I guess, you know, especially without Google, we just have to hang on to what we know of God's character. We know God is good and he's loving. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's full of grace. He's merciful. He's just. He's faithful. And we can trust him. We can trust that God is still near and that he cares and that he will never, ever forsake us. As the writer of Hebrews explains, faith can mean having your loved ones raised from the dead or rejoicing even when being sawn in two. We are surrounded by those who have gone before us, what Hebrews calls the great cloud of witnesses who by faith entered into Christ Jesus, even in horrible and adverse circumstances. I guess I can hold on to Hebrews 12, 12. Therefore, lift up your drooping hands and strengthen your weakened knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. I'd like to know what was gained in those eight weeks, you know, besides a few pounds, of me sitting on my big bum. It still aches when the weather changes. But what really matters is that I learned to walk by faith and not by sight. That I learned to trust God even when things don't make sense. Because, isn't it true? Faith, real faith, believing in something we may not see or feel, isn't it trusting God even though our circumstances scream to us that we cannot? C.S. Lewis writes in A Grief Observed, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. My pain wasn't in my ankle, and it wasn't the excruciating pain of letting go of a dream, an opportunity. My pain was feeling like God had abandoned me right when I was on the verge of doing something I had dreamed of doing for 25 years. But that passed, and the ankle healed, and God is good, and quite honestly, I feel a little stronger in the broken places because God's like that. He's a redeemer. And he redeems our lives and our situations. 
And he's at work in us and through us, even when we're not aware of what exactly it is he is doing. This podcast is for my sweet cousin, Jaylin. who I know God loves and cares for and hovers over her every moment of every hour. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope you'll join me tomorrow. And in the meantime, hold fast. God is faithful.